0: Here's Elliott side by side, down the back stretch. in turn one, drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along
1: the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways.
0: He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s garage.
1: Bubba Wallace shows an absolutely dominating performance at Kansas, getting the 45 car back into victory lane. And that 45 car now... Uh, Sweeps Kansas. Big win for Bubba Wallace, and uh, he's, I guess, going into the 45. He's now fighting for the owner's championship in that car, and this is momentum to that, but doesn't mix up the playoffs in the sense him winning. David was uh, correct. He, he said he's that there's going to be three winners who aren't in the playoffs, and as of right now, the playoffs started at Darlington, and we have two new winners in the first two weeks of the playoffs. So his – guess at that is pretty close, but uh, with Bubba Wallace winning, doesn't really mess up the playoffs much, but Kevin Harvick, uh, another wreck and another uh, race that he doesn't finish in the playoffs, he's now 35 points out, and technically he's not in a must win, but the way he's gonna, the easiest way he gets into the playoffs is winning. So not looking good for him to get in and advance going into Bristol. But we're gonna discuss who we think's gonna advance and who we is gonna get knocked out at Bristol and how what went on in Kansas.
0: Well, when you said it's not technically a must win, no, it's a must win. He's minus thirty five, and the closest person to him is his teammate Chase Briscoe at minus fifteen. And they are in the 16th and 15th position. He has done this before though. I want to stress that Kevin Harvick has had two terrible races, maybe two or three years ago, the year after he won his championship in this format. And he came into a must win situation. He came into Bristol and he won the race. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Harvick shows up this Saturday night at Bristol for the Bass Pro Shops night race and comes out a winner but it's going to be extremely hard and i think that what we've seen all year is still going to play out and we've seen that play out in these first two playoff races i mean eric jones comes up and wins darlington bubba wallace who's now fighting for the owner's championship in the 45 car because kurt bush won that race and this is only the second time in nascar history that we've had a car win races at uh at two tracks back to back and it not be the same driver. The other one was in the 70s with AJ Foyt and David Pearson when they were driving for the Wood Brothers and AJ Foyt won the Daytona 500 and then David Pearson won the Firecracker 400 in Daytona. So this is very rare that we see an instance like this happen and for me I'm I'm just excited that you know I read the tea leaves right. I'm not I'm giving myself way too much credit. I went out on a big limb and said we could have, you know, non-playoff drivers win races dependent upon what we've seen all year and so far we've got two new winners and I'm just tickled pink cuz I think Truex could very well show up at Bristol and win a race and then that would be three non-playoff drivers winning all three races in the first round and everyone else is just going to have to point their way in and so far the only person that has clinched the spot is Christopher Bell and he's what plus 50 something points to the good at this at this moment.
1: Yes, he is 58 points to the good but Really going to be a tough hole for Kevin Harvick to dig out of because going into Bristol, we have no clue what these cars are going to do on this track. The only half-mile track we've been on is uh, Martinsville. And other than that, we did go on Bristol dirt, but not even close to what we're going to see on Saturday night. And then I guess LA Coliseum's a short track, but they're flat tracks. Flat tracks and a high-banked half-mile are – not going to run anything alike so what we're going to see at bristol is going to be something that we haven't seen in this car and it's going to be hard for kevin harvick i think to get a win just because we he has no clue what he's going to see going into the car going into bristol the car is going to feel a little bit different than what they do uh what they did last year at bristol and what they did before But it's not out of the realm of possibility. He could win at Bristol. It's just such a long shot. Uh, And doing it at the Bristol night race, we know that the night race is going to be chaotic. We saw what happened at Kansas, and we saw what happened at Darlington. Bristol is smaller and is known to be a lot more chaotic than those tracks are. So I, I have no clue if Kevin Harvick, could win this race. I don't as of right now I don't think he can and I think his playoff hopes are out. Uh, but it's just it's another race. It's kind of a you you roll your dice and hope it lands on your number because it's it's uh, it's going to be anyone's game. And going into it, I guess Christopher Bell kind of surprised me. I did not see him being this dominant in the playoffs. I could have easily saw him advancing into the next round, but leading uh, going in after the first round of playoffs, being 58 points to the good and uh, being dominant on both tracks. He was running down Bubba Wallace at Kansas, and Denny Hamlin got around him, and he ended up finishing third, I think. But one of those races that you he's just doing it right. You don't have to win it when you're in his situation. You just have to get some stage points, finish the race, and make sure you're in the good and not where – Austin Sindrick and Tyler Reddick are two points to the good. That's scary zone. You want to be sitting on your couch and in your RV, get into the car and have nothing to worry about at Bristol. But knowing that there's there's a lot of guys who could totally change the playoffs at, at Bristol. There's about there's seven guys who can easily miss the playoffs and guys like Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson are still in the area where they can be knocked out. So, it's going to be a really exciting race going into Bristol. A lot of guys who are going to be searching to uh get a good finish and and try and get a win and one guy who I think got some good news today for him, but it should ease it should ease their playoffs a little better, but he's in the in two two points to the bad right now kyle bush who's really good at bristol but news broke earlier today that he is joining rcr next year and rcr is going to have three cars and tyler reddick will still be racing for them next year just not an eight car and i'm really interested to see how kyle bush can do over there we've seen him in a top tier car his whole career he started off with hendrick and wasn't Overly dominant there. He had a couple race wins and then moved to Joe Gibbs and had the career that we all know. But going into a car like RCR, they they have won races this year and it's three races this year. But compared to the Joe Gibbs cars, they're, they're nowhere near as competitive. And I'm really interested to see how Kyle Busch can do in a car that's not the best of the
0: best. Well, for me there was a couple of different things there that you said that i wanted to touch on a little bit like you said we've been to a short track before this year and one of those was martinsville but i throw that race out because there was a few different factors there some anomalies the weather the tire compound it made that race not a typical martinsville race the la coliseum that was a great race but again it's an exhibition race and so i, I think everyone was still trying to fill out what the car will do and there wasn't as much you know bumper bending and and fender smashing than i thought there would be in the first race of the year with the new car but we've also seen that tempers can flare at bristol and on you know piggybacking off of what you were saying i think this announcement can go one of two ways for kyle bush one it's going to turn his whole playoff run around so it, this distraction of people constantly coming up to him and asking him what are you doing next year are you going back to jgr where are you going to land next year if you're not back at jgr what happens to kyle bush motorsports and just on and on and on it can go one or two ways it will either eliminate the distraction and he will have a resurgence here at bristol and by the way he is the what the the leading driver active driver with wins at bristol so yes. he's arguably the the best driver on the circuit right now at this track that we're getting ready to go to and so it's not out of the realm of possibility that he shows up and just molly wops the field. So that's one scenario that could happen. The other one that I see playing out is that he comes into this next race and not that the team is going to give up on him or he, they're not going to try to win the race, but it's just lackluster. It's like, well, this season's over. I'm not going to be back here next year. They're going to have someone else in this car and on and on and on and on. And I think a lot of that, is kind of predicated on a couple of you know questions that he was asked today at this press conference and one of those you know was kind of reciprocated from the joe gibbs side and it said did they ever tell you that you were not going to be in the 18 car and he was just like yes they told me that and he said at one point they came and said you're you're not racing here anymore and so i think a lot of that has weighed on his conscience over the past weeks months and so we're going to see what happens here. We're either going to see him come out and be resurgent or they're just going to fall apart and he's going to miss this next round.
1: Yeah. And adding on that Kyle Busch news, it kind of clears way that I'm pretty sure Ty Gibbs is going to be the one driving the 18 car next year. And it also with Kyle Busch's truck series team, him going to a Chevy, that most likely means that that team is going to be a Chevy team. So, that, that news kind of changes two big, big things in two different series. The truck series is going to have a uh, lighter feeder series for Toyotas, uh, knowing that they only have one team that's a Toyota team. And uh, we know that Kyle Busch's truck series team is very competitive. John Hunter Nemechek just won at Kansas this weekend and uh, locks him into the next round of the playoffs. So it's going to be another competitive Chevy truck team, but it's also going to kind of cut out that Toyota feeder system for the Chevy, for the next group up, which would be Xfinity series.
0: Now, here's kind of where, like, there's, there's kind of a weird thing going on right there because those drivers that are running these Toyota trucks right now, they're technically TRD drivers. They're not, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're with Kyle Busch Motorsports, but technically they're still in that Toyota driver farm system so when kbm starts up on this chevy side those drivers are not going to just go over there they're going to want to stay with toyota and toyota is going to have to figure out some kind of Mm -hmm. you know solution for this they're going to have to put some trucks in they're going to have to create a team because i'm pretty sure they were funding a lot of the kbm money into that farm system and that was what was allowing them to put these drivers in these trucks now on the other hand chevy does have some up-and-coming you know drivers that they can put into this you know into this team that kbm yeah. is moving over to the chevy product so who who's going to be in those trucks i don't know but i know that for right now it seems that no one's really crossing over the manufacturer line and the only person that's doing that is kyle bush so that's that's really kind of my take on it i mean it could go either way we could see a couple of Toyota drivers say, you know what? It's been really good for me at KBM. I think I want to stay with the company. But at the same time, would you rather be the third or fourth Chevy team or would you rather be on the number one Toyota team? So there's a little bit of decision-making that has to go on here in these lower series, I think, coming up in the next few months.
1: Now, the one thing I do think it will help if, well, most likely Kyle Busch changing KBM to be a Chevy team, I think it'll give... Some of the Cup Series guys' um, shots at running a truck before the race um, just to get a feel for the track. We know Bristol Dirt obviously has the truck race before the uh, Cup race. And Chevy guys, they they really rely on Spire's car. They, I think Spire has a truck. And I've seen some of the uh, Hendrick guys go over there and drive it. But they don't really have as many cars... Um, open for the Cup Series guys to come down and drive than Toyota and Ford does. But I think him going into Chevy could could mean that Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, William Byron, guys like Ross Chastain or Daniel Suarez, if they want to drive a truck for a race to get a feel for a track that they're not really sure how good they'll they'll be at, I think Kyle Busch would be open to give some of those guys a shot in their truck. Um, I'm just not sure. I think we're going to see Ty Gibbs be a rookie next year in the 18. It would technically be his rookie season. And I think he's got a good shot to, to win races and go into the playoffs. We've seen some strength through, with him uh, driving the 23 car now, but the 45 car as well. Uh, and I think this is perfect depending on how when Kurt Busch comes back. He's expected to come back for next year. But if he goes the rest of this season without driving, it gives Ty Gibbs a uh, plenty different amount of tracks to get used to the new next-gen car. And I think by the time we roll around to February and we get started for Daytona, I think he'll be ready for this for this challenge and ready to drive for his grandfather. And I'm, I'm excited to see how he can do because it's an extremely competitive car and a, an extremely talented driver. So we'll see him run for a championship i'm going to say it, in the next couple of years but going on into into bristol i think it it could go either way like you said david it could ease kyle bush's way through the rest of the playoffs or it could hurt it, but I, I think it will ease it through the rest of the playoffs. Kyle Busch has been pretty solid through these first two races, ran really well at Darlington until his engine blew up, which is just, you can't really do anything about it, and was solid at Kansas, and we know at Kansas that the Toyotas were extremely strong, so him getting this out of the way I think really can let him settle down and focus on the rest of the season. But again, Bristol is a track that he's really good at. But we have no clue what's going to happen.
0: Well, I wanted to pose kind of a scenario to you since you kind of brought, you were bringing the Ty Gibbs stuff up before we get into what we think will happen this Saturday. Just to touch on the Kyle Bush stuff, and then we'll we'll move on. But I know that Joe Gibbs has said that Ty Gibbs is not going to drive in the Cup Series, and there hasn't been anything released saying that he's going into the 18 yet. So what happens if kurt bush is not in the he he ends up having to retire due to these injuries and then that, that 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 spot is open so then you've got tyler reddick who you know rcr doesn't own another charter so they're going to have to either buy one or lease one and say that happens and all of a sudden 2311 is like hey we could actually use him sooner rather than later Or do they, you know, or if RCR can't get a deal done for a third charter, and you know they they they're saying Kyle Busch is going to be in the number eight car, then what happens to Tyler Reddick? Does he then get a payout from RCR and then go drive the eighteen for a year, and then Ty Gibbs still runs the forty five or the twenty three, whichever one they want to put him in, or do they move Tyler Reddick over to twenty three eleven and then? You know, Ty Gibbs does get pulled up. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that kind of is dependent upon a few different factors that we really don't have answers to. And a lot of it, like Richard Childers said today, they asked him, well, where is the third car gonna come from? And he says, We haven't really ironed all of that out yet, but as of right now, we have gotten a deal done with Kyle Bush and he will be in the eight car. So there's still a lot up in the air that we don't really know what's gonna happen. All that we do know Is that Kyle Busch is going to be driving a Chevy for RCR next year?
1: Yeah, so I I think with the Ty Gibbs news, uh, Joe Gibbs hasn't said anything on it, but I think it would be I don't think it's a good idea to let him drive in the Xfinity for another year. I think he's already gotten used to the Cup car a little bit. There's there's nothing he has to prove in the Xfinity series anymore. Whether he wins the championship this year or doesn't, he's a very very talented driver in the Xfinity series. And we've seen it. He's battled Kyle Larson in races and ended up winning. So I, I mean, he could race in the Xfinity series again. It's very high possibility. Just, I, I don't see the reason on why he should, I think it's just stick him in the cup car. And he's already got, if you think about it, he's already got more, uh, he's already used to the car more than Austin Sindrick was last year. Cause Austin Sindrick didn't get to drive the car before until they Penske got hands on the car. So Gibbs right now, Ty Gibbs is more prepared for this car than I think any rookie has up in this point. And I think he's talented enough that he could go in in this first year and win races. So at, at that point, I think Ty Gibbs, I'm almost positive that he'll be running the 18 car next year. And then if Kurt Busch doesn't come back in the 45 car, I think – I I don't know. It's a weird contract situation, but it would be harder. RCR has said that they're going to find a third charter. If Kurt Busch doesn't come back, I could see Tyler Reddick going into that 45 car early and kind of eases everything on RCR's side and and twenty-three eleven side. So that could happen. Him running at RCR, though, if Tyler Reddick ran at RCR and they had three cars – I, I don't know what that would be like because um if you know Tyler Reddick's not coming back and you're we know RCR doesn't have as much money as these other teams I feel like they'd be giving their good stuff to Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon and kind of letting Tyler, Tyler Reddick for himself yeah like I I I don't think, well I mean I think I mean, best what... case scenario Tyler Reddick goes and. They find another charter and they can service him a ride, or he goes to 23-11 early. It's it's kind of a weird situation now, but we'll see how it plays off in the off season. Most likely after this well, season. Well, we'll, well what if Kurt, what if Kurt?
0: What if what if Kurt ends up coming back, and then you know RCR can't. And and, and again, all of this is speculation. Like we're just speculating. Mm-hmm. What if you know? What if Kurt comes back and he decides I'm going to race for another year, and then you know Tyler doesn't have anywhere to go and rcr doesn't secure a third charter what it what it's, happens then i mean he, is he just going to run dirt track races or xfinity races or i mean what I, you then yeah. you know decide to put him in the 18 versus you know putting ty gibbs in there because i mean that's technically you know, i know that that's your grandson at jgr but and he's good but so mm-hmm. is tyler reddick and he's proven that he can already win in this car he's won twice this year already
1: I I doubt that he'll go to Joe Gibbs. If he does, that would be a, r- a real big surprise number 1 because he's going to another Toyota team that's not 2311 and he's racing a year there and it's kind of it's one of those iffy things where it's like Bubba's already got a contract right now with 2311, right? But if he like kind of cut the contract and went to Joe Gibbs, like, even though he, even though Tyler Reddick doesn't have a contract with 2311, he's going to, he's going to be racing there for multiple years. So I doubt he would go to the 18. I think, I think he would run for RCR at least. I mean, well, you got to be honest. They did have the 33 car in Austin Hill running it, and he was pretty competitive when he ran. So they can service a a third car. It's just getting that third charter is going to be a lot of money. And RCR doing that just so Kyle Busch can come in, and Tyler Reddick can race as well is kind of weird because then you think the year after that, what are they going to do with that third? Truck? Yeah. They're going to, are they going to keep it or it are they
0: going to release it or what? Austin yeah. Hill
1: in it? Who are, what are they going to do? Like it's one of those things where I think Tyler Reddick's a talented driver. And I'm going to say, I think Tyler Reddick's better than Austin Dillon, but most likely Austin Dillon's not going anywhere. We, no, we have to, he brings in, uh, he brings in a decent bit of money and then, Again, his grandfather runs the team, so it, it, I think the priority for RCR would be Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon going into next year. But I think they can still service a competitive third car. It's just getting a hold of another charter with other teams wanting charters. We know Junior Motorsports might want a charter. We I think Colleague Racing is another team that would want to get their second car fully chartered so they could have another car racing in the Cup Series. I think that there's there's competition to get that get that other charter, and it's going to be a lot of money. So it's it's a big deal. We're going to have to see if Kurt Busch doesn't race next year, it's going to be it's going to be questionable where Tyler Reddick will go. But I doubt he'll go back down to the Xfinity Series, or he could race dirt all year, kind of like Kyle Larson did on his year where he was um, wasn't allowed to race in the Cup Series. But I think there's a teams that would be open to say hey Tyler Reddick come over here for the year cuz yeah. he's he's one of the best drivers in the Cup series. He's yeah. one of the most talented drivers we've seen as of this gen. And I I think it'd be really wouldn't be that smart to just let him go. You you don't want him
0: You want to squeeze that orange and get all the juice and, out of it.
1: And who says that like oh if RCR kind of lets Tyler Reddick go and they can't get into get another Car, I think Denny Hamlin has a plan to get a, a third car over there. I I think Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan would like to have three cars in that team. So Denny Hamlin could go out and buy another charter, and they have three cars over there and run Kurt Busch, uh, Bubba Wallace, and Tyler Reddick. It's it's there's a lot that could happen. We're just speculating. We're gonna see how it unfolds in the off season. Uh, but I I think Tyler Reddick um he's gonna have a competitive ride next year no matter where he goes.
0: So moving into Bristol now, do you think someone pays Ross Chastain back in this race in a crucial moment? Or do you think that Chastain keeps his nose clean as he has been the last two races or, you know, last five, six races hasn't really caused much of a stink, but he's made a lot of enemies. Do you think this is the time that someone decides to play their trump card and say, you know what? I've had about enough of you. I'm putting you in the wall.
1: I... I don't think so. I think uh, for Ross Chastain Sanders, through the playoffs, he's, he's been pretty clean. And uh, Kevin Harvick wrecked uh, because, I mean, I think it was Ross Chastain and uh, was it William Byron or Alex Bowman who was racing together? But it, I don't think it was their fault because Kevin Harvick wrecked. I think he got a little air on his nose, got loose, and lost control of the car, hit the wall. So And Kevin Harvick's in a spot where he cannot retaliate. If he retaliates, his season's over. Because you, if you're in a situation where you're going to wreck another guy, you're completely putting a race win out of the way. So if it's Kevin Harvick's standpoint, I don't think he will. Denny Hamlin, who's another guy who could pay him back, he's in a too good of a spot to stoop that low and, and do anything. And another guy who's had issues with, with – Ross Justine is Chase Elliott, who's sitting two points over Ross Justine, and he's in a situation that it could go worse for him than it will for Ross Justine if he does anything. I think Ross Justine's in a spot where even if he gets wrecked, depending on where it is in the race, he could go out and win a stage or finish in the first two stages in the top five, and he'll be good. He'll be set to go in and advance into the next round. I I just doubt payback will happen this soon I think we we go into the next round where we have Texas the Roval and Talladega I think we will see a little bit more aggression there and something will f- spark there if it's in Rochester. Chastain Ross Chastain will do something in one of those races that will upset somebody and going in if he advances to the next round something will happen at Martinsville I think all that I think it happens every year that it either will go down to the Roval or Martinsville where payback happens. It's just Martinsville is one of those tracks where payback happens, and I think Roval can be one as well. We saw it last year with, uh, we saw it with Chase Elliott giving Kevin Harvick some
0: payback there. <laughs> well, Kevin and Harvick wrecked anything. himself.
1: He scared, he just scared Kevin Harvick going into the wall, and then we've seen it with Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano and a whole other
0: my Tons right got just here. cut i cut my right front tire <laughs> didn't, i didn't wreck him on purpose no it's like
1: i i don't know i think with ross chassain sitting 26 points to the good it's he's in an area where he could he could drop but if you look right below him it's his teammate daniel swears and daniel swears is only six points to the good so there's a line between daniel swears and and Ross Chastain, it's twenty point difference there, so there's a shot. Ross Chastain could get wrecked middle of the race. They can repair that car. These we know these cars are are very strong. They can they're very sturdy. You take big hits in them, but they they can hold up to to some big hits. And who knows? They could the with the uh, damage vehicle policy being ten minutes now, they could repair a car and and finish the race. If they finish the race, they're most likely gonna advance. And with with multiple guys being, if you look, there's four guys who are only three positions out or less. And that's Tyler Reddick and, and Austin Sindrick are only two, point, two positions into the playoffs. And then Kyle Bush and Austin Dillon are only two points. Kyle Bush is two positions outside. Austin Dillon is three. So it's it's one that I think people will be fighting more for a win than trying to give someone payback. I, I just I, I don't know. I it's going to be an odd one. We'll see what happens. I just doubt Ross Chastain gets payback at this point.
0: So, do you think there's anyone in this bottom 4 which includes Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Kevin Harvick? Do you think any of those four could flip-flop and, you know, four more people could be eliminated or do you think a number of those drivers are done? Like they're just done.
1: Absolutely. I think Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch could easily win at mar- at
0: do you think Russell. they both? Do you think they both come out of the bottom? And, and I
1: see now. If that were to happen, that would mean Kevin Harvick would win because if Kyle Busch wins, there's no shot Kevin Harvick can advance. So I don't know. I think I I don't think both of them will make it out. I think one of them could. I think Kyle Busch. I have to say Kyle Busch. I think getting this out of the way, I think he has a very good shot to advance. But again. It's it's so close. Anything can happen. I I don't know. I think only one of those guys, if if one of them advance, who's in the bottom four, of meaning Kyle Bush, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Kevin Harvick, only one of them will get in. I don't think multiple of them. But I could see I could see a fallout between Austin Sindrick. I think Tyler Reddick's has, has too much experience and kind of knows what to do in this situation. And I think he'll be fine. Daniel Suarez, who's six to the good. Is, he's, he's, he's been pretty good at he, Bristol. He's been good at Bristol. He has experience, but again, he doesn't have this experience. He doesn't have playoff experience. This is his first time in the playoffs. It's his first time in this situation. I think he just needs to look ahead and and just drive a safe race don't don't he doesn't even really have to race for the win he just has to finish the race and hope that tyler reddick and austin Sindrick stay where they are compared to him i think kyle bush and kevin harvick those are the guys who i think can get in i just don't think both of them will
0: do you think both of the track house cars go forward after bristol
1: i have to say i have to say yes i think daniel suarez is great at bristol and i think he'll have the mentality to just go in there and Stay straight, keep it keep it fast and get in. Between the I lines, Ross, right. I think Ross Justine's just in too good of a position to to get knocked out. It's he's in a he's in a position where twenty-six points to the get is you're sitting really well. The only way you're out of the race is if you if you wreck out really early and the people who are behind you just have an incredible race. So we could see it. I mean, there's, you could circle up to guys like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, those three guys who would have had them mid season getting knocked out of the playoffs. There's a shot that they all, all, that one of them gets knocked out. Anything can really happen. It's just, it's, it's Bristol baby. That's all it really is. Anything can happen. I think the two track house cars though will keep it clean and, I don't know, it's hard to say with Ross saying, but I think they'll keep it clean in advance.
0: I mean, there's only a few tracks on this whole list that we go to every year that I I just love. One of those is the Roval. I love the Roval race. It's just amazing. The Bristol night race is up there, and then I like Darlington. Those are probably my mm-hmm. three favorite races of the year. And I'll be in Bristol Saturday for that, you know, Bass Pro Shops night race. And I, I'm excited. I, I know that something is brewing. Something's going to happen. I can just feel it. I don't know if we're going to get a third winner or not, but, um, I mean, hey, it could happen. Who are you picking this weekend?
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go look through the list. It's it's a track that we don't really know what's going to happen, and I think a guy who's always good there, and he's got playoff experience, Chase Elliott. He's he's won there multiple times, and I think he's going to do it.
0: For me? I'm going to pick someone who is not in the playoffs. I think Brad Keselowski comes out and wins, and then that gives us three new winners that are non-playoff drivers. That's my prediction. It's probably not going to happen, but I gave it anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be up in Bristol this weekend with you, David. Well, We might see each other, but, hey, it's going to be an exciting weekend, and I think everyone should tune in and, and watch that race Saturday night. It's going to be an incredible race. And uh, I'm J.C. Fickinger, joined by David Silas. Thanks for stopping in. The Garage.